Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Oh, oh yeah, chug it, chug it, slam it. Oh, suck that bull. Fuck, yeah. Suck off that bull. Oh, I sucked it off. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> you know, their famous catchphrase, <laughs> suck the bull. <laughs> That's our catchphrase. <laughs> suck the flavor. Uh, hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Midnight Mass. Mid- Mittersnacht. Midnight Mass. I don't know. Midnight, Midnight Massachusetts. Yeah, you know Midnight Mass. I'm heading down there this weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's near Sandwich. Yeah. We tend to dislike mysteries. We feel uncomfortable not knowing. The more that we know, the less we bend. The more brittle we become. The easier to break. Uh, okay. All right. Where, where'd you stop? Yeah. Where'd you stop? Look, folks, Venom is next week. I mean, it's out this week, but we'll do Venom next week. Yeah. But then there's like VA, Tom, there's v- fucking VHS 94. There's a lot. We might, there's a lot. Yeah. We, got, we, we might have we to gotta, just we do gotta, like we 10. We got a Jimmy B. We got a Jimmy Bond in there. I know. I might say we skip James uh, and we just do like we, we're going to We're going to skip James Vanderbond? Yeah, James Vanderbond. This is a it's spooky month. We're beginning spooky month. It's all spoops all the time. Yeah, so no better way to do it than uh, uh, for Midnight Mass, this Mike Flanagan series, mm-hmm. which some of you are probably still lis- listening, probably still watching. Getting through, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, obviously spoilers. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to talk about this whole series from beginning to end. Yeah. So that uh, is, plug up your little ears uh, if you if you if you haven't finished it yet. Yeah, that's worth noting because it's a series. It's only like seven episodes. Mm-hmm. I watched it in a day. Uh, Man, we almost did. But- yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And he also, I mean, we'll get into it, but he also specifically designed this one so that each episode flows into each other. Yeah, he was a real asshole about that. Mm, well, so I mean, it's, just, it's, it's so you just keep watching it. It's being aware of the format. Like people yeah. are just gonna let it binge, but it's it's interesting that that it with the show is assembled in a way that the credits, uh, the end credits of each episode lead directly into the opening credits of of the next episode. Oh yeah, it's this like is, poetry, um, Dave. Yeah, it flows. Doesn't yeah. rhyme. It flows. It runs downhill like poetry. <laughs> and this shit. is not so. The, this isn't associated with um, the Haunting of Hill House or the Haunting of Blind Manor. No. This is, it's obviously shot like a Flanagan thing because it's Mike Flanagan, but it's not at all the same. And therefore, we, I can't really compare the two um, no, because that all, would be unfair. They're all different. Flanagan has this, like, okay, so Hill House is. Uh, I feel like Hill House and Bly Manor, definitely Bly Manor, are, are more gothic. Yeah. Uh, like, more... like Bly Manor is like a gothic romance more than it is like a horror story. Mm-hmm. Hill House is, is more of a horror story. The, and this is, yes. 
This is very uh, Midnight Mass is a horror story, but it's like epic horror. It's very Stephen King. It's very like Stephen everything King. Everything Mike Flanagan makes is just screams. He should just do every Stephen King adaptation. Yes, this didn't scare me, but it's going to stick with me, uh, uh, and that's a will, very yeah. Stephen King thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It will. I think this will scare the shit out of some people. A couple of parts of it, anyway. But oh yeah, I liked how he did the the jumpy scares. The only similarity I would say to mm-hmm. Bly Manor specifically. Is he does the thing again where someone's grief manifests in a ghost? Yeah, uh, and it doesn't really matter, but it also matters. The, I think the the strength of Mike Flanagan, the reason I really like Mike Flanagan, uh, is because he, no matter what he writes, in terms of the series, I, I, I actually in the movies, yes, but he doesn't do it. He doesn't feel the need to do it as much in the films. Everything comes from a comes comes from emotion and character, mm-hmm. uh, and it's what makes this stuff so effective. Yeah, he knows that horror deals with death, and death is an extremely dramatic thing to happen. And there's a lot of horror movies that honestly don't do that. Well, um, we should like weirdly enough, someone will get killed, and they'll have like one scene of someone crying, and then yeah. the movie will hurt. You yeah. know, like he. It it matters to him, mm-hmm. uh, death, and the fact that he deals with the afterlife so much that ties to spirituality so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and I, so that kind of what were you gonna say? I was gonna say we should probably say up front uh, how we felt about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I guess I'm setting up the fact that I always like his stuff. I, yeah, this is one more thing that I've yet to be disappointed or like bummed out by i i loved it it was great yeah it was really really good um <laughs> i i thought it was excellent yeah and it's so yeah. far for me mike flanagan i didn't love dr sleep but i i think it's he did a great job making something that was both an adaptation of that book and also a sequel to the movie so it still succeeds in a lot of ways but uh, yeah i i really enjoyed he, midnight mass um, yeah i i don't think we i don't I don't want to think of it this way, but if I were to compare all the Netflix shows, mm-hmm. I would say I still like them in the order they came out. Uh, I like Haunting a Hill House the most. I like Bly Manor after that, and I like this. But that said, the 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 difference is like a fraction with these. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They're all great. And related to that point you were making up top, it's something that I kept thinking about in in this series because I mean, for a lot of reasons, um, but, uh, Flanagan does not throw any character's death away. If that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. It all matters. Like nobody's disposable. Even, even when like a secondary character dies, it's not, he, it, it doesn't happen easily and he doesn't just throw it away. It's, it's, it's a very important event in the yeah. story when it happens which and is that's, a big and that's, deal it's a huge deal for horror yeah it's also a huge deal in a series where almost everyone dies yep <laughs> like we said spoilers yeah um yeah. i want to talk up front about how funny it is that this priest found a screeching bat person mm-hmm. and dressed him up in people clothes it's and un- was like it's an angel and the bat's just like yeah 
My favorite detail about that, I mean, we're going to get into it. My favorite detail about that is that it's unclear whether he's dressing the vampire or if the vampire's dressing himself. Yeah. And, I just love. Yeah. And I love that at no point, especially during the final scene, or not the final scene, but the final, the titular midnight mass where he, he finally reveals what his plan has been to the whole town and has this uh, fucking demon vampire walk in wearing uh, priest's vestments. Um, and it's like, it's the angel. And he's, t- you know, the talking about all that. I just found it very funny. Um, if it just at least one person in, in the church just been like, hey, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. That looks like a vampire. Yeah. My, my, my version of this, of this sketch yeah. is I wanted, I wanted it at the end when he's at the bridge with the body and they're waiting for him to just like snap his finger and be like, fuck, vampire. I oh, think that sh- was yeah. a vampire. Oh, motherfucker. That was a vampire, wasn't it? Oh, damn it. A, oh, it all makes sense now. Shit. I think we can safely assume that this takes place, the biggest difference between this universe and ours is that I don't think they actually have vampires because nobody says that is a vampire, sir, because it is clearly a vampire. It is obviously a vampire. It's it's one of the things I had to like put out of my mind early. It was like, okay, so they haven't heard of vampires. Like they just simply haven't Mm -hmm. because otherwise someone would be like, yeah, that's, that's clearly, that's just a vampire. Um, if, if people, for whatever reason, aren't haven't seen this, yeah, this is, we should probably explain the plot a little, right? Yeah, sure. Like a brief rundown. So it's, um, it's a very small uh, community. It's on, it's on an island called Crockett Island, which is, I assume, on the East Coast. Um, no, I think it's um, West Coast. Is it West talk Coast? More about, well, it looks more Pacific Northwesty. They also talk about like Seattle, I thought. Or like maybe I'm making that up in my head. Maybe they there did. Was something, I thought, there was something thought... that made me think it was Pacific Northwest, but okay. it's unclear. Or maybe it might even be because I, um, I feel like maybe the license, the only license plate I saw was Illinois, but that's in the beginning, and that's because that's where one of our main characters uh, left the island to go to college, and he gets in a DUI accident and kills a, a right. teenage girl. Um, it does remind me of a lot of the the main the islands coming off of Maine where there's a ferry. I think the I think it could be either coast. Right. It's it's it's. I think it's deliberately uh, not specific. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's this uh, community and it's um their uh, old priest their their ancient ass priest has has left to go on uh, a pilgrimage basically to to uh, the Holy Land because he's never been there and he's 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 dying he's he's extremely old and he's failing, um but this young priest comes back instead and is like I'm gonna uh, the your 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 priest is is resting but I'm gonna I'm gonna fill in for him while he, while he's uh, recovering from his journey, um. And then we uh, slowly learn that the, this young priest is actually the old priest. He's, he's become young again because while he was in Jerusalem, uh, he, he's, he's very badly suffering from dementia. And he just kind of wandered out into the desert and found this cave where he found a fucking vampire like we've been talking yep. about. And he, the, calls, he talks about it as an angel. Because yes. I love this detail because yep. it's true is that. He talks about whenever in the Bible, whenever someone sees an angel, it's terrifying. And they're like, well, this is terrifying. Well, and there's uh, a lot and it of has wings. Yeah. So, and it's I found it in the Holy Land. Yeah. This is a fucking angel. Yeah. No, there's a lot 
of parallels you can draw between uh, uh, Christianity and specifically like the resurrection, like that the story yeah. of Jesus' resurrection. There is a, there is a lot of parallels to draw between that and and vampire legends, and that's that's right, kind which... of you can kind of tell, or at least I feel like that's probably the case. Is that's where this idea began? Yeah, and it's not a new idea. Like no, I would say, Salem's mo- Lot, vampire and- legend. Yeah, and uh, thirst. Yeah. The, movie where the priest becomes a vampire the i feel like vampirism in general or the lore with dracula probably yeah came from christianity and dracula is an epistological novel it's written in letters it's written intentionally like the bible right so it it's not for me the the thing that made this really good because we talked we texted to each other we both figured this out by the second episode mm-hmm. uh, because it's not, it's not, that's I not would, the point. here's the thing. Well, I would say without spoiling Bly Manor and Hill House, both of those series do have like aha moments. Yeah. Again, they aren't twists. They're like, oh shit. They're like added things. This, I couldn't tell if this was trying to, but I was always looking for it. And so by the first episode, I was like, Oh, it's a uh, he's he's the priest and it's a vampire. Yeah, but they um, kind of they they kind of explain all that in like the third episode. Yes, because um, ultimately that it for me, I guess what I was getting at was that that none of that the religion vampire stuff was the the actual selling point. Was the thing that made me go, "Oh, fuck." This no, the is vampire great. the vampire's barely in it. Like it's it's not about that. Like and I think that's why, like I I agree I agree with you totally. Like it's not. Yeah. It seems pretty clear that the vampire elements, the, the the reveal that there's a vampire is not really meant to be like it's it doesn't really matter. Like they do keep it a little bit secret, right. but like it's not a mystery box. Like it doesn't matter if you figure it out no. early because that's not the point of the story. I'm, I guess I'm also saying it also isn't the vampirism and Christianity can uh, parallel. I don't think that's even the most important thing. I mean, no. that's cool. No, it's just kind of the themes that it's built around, the idea of community, the idea of building a community around eating somebody, sharing his body and blood, and then you build yeah. and it, it, it builds a covenant uh, among people, and you know, vampire communities are called covens, and like it's because of that. Well, it's there's 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 a lot of uh, parallel I, ideas that it just uh, yeah. I think it's more, for me, it's identifying why, which is for me, this series came down with the fact that we are a species, um, possibly the only species on this planet who are aware that they're going to die, probably monkeys too. Uh, and what that does to us, mm-hmm. <laughs> how much that fucks us up. Yeah. Cause this is about fear and acceptance of death, which I feel like is a lot of Mike Flanagan. He, he talks. He always has a different lore for the afterlife. Mm-hmm. This doesn't have a lore for the afterlife. It's not like what happens when you die. Mm-mm. Well, a little. It's a little bit. Um, it's more of like what happens in the moments before you die. But it's it's that's the whole idea, which is that like vampirism and religion. Weirdly enough, when we talk about that stuff in our heads, it's always about cheating death or about accepting death. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what a lot of this is, is that we've learned that this old priest is like, he just doesn't want to die. <laughs> like, well, he brings... That's part of it, at yeah. least, or a big part. Yeah, we were uh, in the middle of 
briefly trying to explain the plot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, br- he brings the vampire back with him to the community, and he starts putting the vampire's blood in the communion wine, because he's the, the, the island community. It's dying. Like, everybody lives in shacks. The fishing has dried up because they've been hit by strict regulations, and there was we also learned that there was a bad oil spill. <laughs> everybody uh, is wearing old age makeup, and I was like, why is that? And then a couple episodes in, I'm yeah. like, oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, his, he brings the vampire back because he thinks he's going to resurrect his community, like revive his community, um, and all the people he loves and cares about. And then of course it go, it gets fucked like, <laughs> as, like it would as these ideas do, uh, cause he brought a fucking vampire into the town. Right. The thing eats all the cats. It sure um, does. It's just, it just. It's just a fucking monster. It's so yeah. funny that That's what's, he's like, behold the angel, and it's wearing these people clothes. And it's like putting a shark in people clothes. Yes. Yes. To put this in context, don't imagine Dracula. Like, it's not... It's not no, like, it's Nosferatu. Uh, like, it's like winged Nosferatu is what it looks yeah. like. No. It's just an animal. It's a it's, fucking it's a, nightmare is what it yeah. is. It seems to have intelligence, but uh-huh. it's like... But it doesn't talk, and mm-hmm. it it he dresses it like people. Yeah, it probably dressed itself, and it showed up in that trench coat. Uh, that was very funny. Um, yeah, it's pretty dope. I mean, I, I yeah. thought it was striking every time it shows up. It's like, oh, shit. Like, there it is. Yeah. I mean, when I say I found it funny, that's not taking away from the show in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, it's kind of like in Stephen King, where there's things Stephen King will do that I'll find funny. Uh, it, it's still like awesome. And again, ultimately it was like, fuck the message. Also, did you, this was one of the things that tipped me off. The, so we, we follow main character and he killed a woman in a drunk driving accident. And, um, mm-hmm. every, he went to jail and he's coming home. He's kind of like, he keeps, he's kind of like a main character. There's not, there's a couple of leads, but it's, it's, yes. it's, it's pretty much, it's but him they, and, uh, uh, Kate Siegel, uh, Aaron. They start with him and mm-hmm. they focus yeah. on him a lot. So you figure, oh, he'll last the whole thing. Spoilers. He doesn't. He super but does not. <laughs> that was part of what I realized, how I realized the vampirism. Cause he keeps having this dream that he's on a boat seeing the sunrise and then the dream stops. And it was like, oh, you're going to die because of the sunrise. Um, and and sure enough, that's what happens because he gets turned into a vampire, and he does. He basically makes the moral choice no one else does. At that point, at that is point, to, yeah, to be like, I need to warn people, and then I need to bounce. Yeah, uh, because what happens is slowly but surely he's putting his the the he. He he turns into a vampire, and you're not sure what you're seeing at first, but he passes out and dies, and then he comes back. The priest. So you're the idea about. is the priest. Yes. Yeah. So the idea is that like you do have to die. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So you can drink the blood, or you can be, like, basically the idea is all these people in the town who've been drinking the blood, when they die, they'll be vampires, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so our main character is like the first one besides the priest to turn because uh, he walks in on the priest uh talking to the vampire and it's like uh and the vampire just eats him yeah super <laughs> eats him yeah so he gets resurrected and they act like the angel has chosen him uh-huh uh that's a great that the, the whole relig- fucking scene yeah that whole episode and yeah the all the religious parallels are very very well done and it's not done in a way 
it's not done in a way that's like talking down on religion, which can, I'm not religious, but that kind of starts to bug me after a while because it's like, yeah, like we get it. We get it. But well, like, what they do, what they do is they, they have the religious fanatic lady. Yes. Um, and then they have religious people who are like, fuck that lady. And so they do the full spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they have a, uh, um, a beautiful idea with the sheriff who's Muslim. Yeah. And he explains his religion extremely well. I think people have been talking about the on on the on uh, the social media on the on the on the socials. Yeah, and um he's a he's a hunk too. Everybody loves him. Yeah, he's he's uh, the Coley, yeah, from uh, Yeah, the cook and blind manner. Yeah. Uh and so this woman is like clearly very racist against him. Yeah. We go into his background, but it it comes that ultimately it's coming down good on religion and it's coming down bad on dogma yes um, yeah and that that is uh, that again isn't like a new thing but the way they do it is they don't even they didn't even make me scared that that's how things were gonna go uh that they were gonna really like be preachy about religion mm-hmm. um but ultimately they do create this situation where uh, like I mean, I get it because there's it, it. It culminates to a scene where he basically, he you know, he starts having the mass at night because he can't go out in the in the day. <laughs> he's a goddamn ghoul. Yeah, because the, the the that's the only thing we know is that the sun hurts them. We don't know a stake in the heart or anything like that. Mm-mm. Um, and then at the final one, he brings out the vampire, and he's like, "This is a, this is an angel." Um, and he also has one of his, like, he gets a tight circle of people who are aware beforehand. The mayor, um, the, like, tech guy, the the, the handyman. The, lo- the local handyman, yeah. Yeah, so, like, they use this to shut down the island at the very end. And the handyman, I believe, is the one who takes his life. He's the first one, yeah. They do a whole, yeah, they do Jonestown in the church. They have yeah, everybody they drink watch, rat poison. Yeah, and they watch him die, and then he comes back to life. And there's an angel, so the whole town is kind of like, well, shit. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, if I were in that audience, I'd be like, okay, I need like a pamphlet or something yeah, first, I but can, I'll do listen. Have, do you guys have some literature I can read? Like, yeah. apart from the Bible? Specifically yeah. one that explains what the fuck that thing is? Yeah, he's also- Because that's definitely not an angel, but I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, they do a good job at creating a situation where it's it's less about religion, more about community. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that he, they are seeing miracles happen, they're seeing he heals this little girl who is paralyzed in a hunting accident. Um, uh, so very early on, people are seeing that amazing things are happening around this priest. Priest, and um, so like it becomes this thing where like a scattering of them start taking the poison, but not everybody. Uh, some people even, even the like. That's what I liked is that they do the idea of the flock are not mindless. They're some of them are like, wait, I don't know about this. Yeah. Uh, and it, but it creates a situation where the the priest gets incapacitated, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, shot in the face. He sure does. Yeah, but he's a vampire, and so the religious fanatic who is basically the only person framed as a villain, this woman. Uh, they set her up as she poisoned a man's dog. Yeah, but she's she, not. I, I appreciate that she's not an unbelievable villain. Well, she's. Th- that's the beauty. Is in the end, she's. They still even her. She gets a little bit of sympathy. 
Yeah, a little bit. Right? A, a little bit. Not much. Like, she's... Uh, yeah, not much. She is we almost see... purely vis- villainous. Yeah, but we see her fear. We see that, we like everybody do. else, she just doesn't... <laughs> it's it's the someone, um, the main character's... Or one of the main character's mom, like, confronts her. And she's like, you're not a good person. It's Riley's mom, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, you, think, you think you're seen better in the eyes of God than others, but we're all equal. And that's the idea. She feels like she's a little closer to God than everybody else. Right, and it's not even that. She, it's when, when the mom confronts her. Uh, Bev is the villain's name. Yeah. When when the mom confronts Bev, she doesn't even phrase it like that. She phrases it like why she she it's like a question. She's like, why does it upset you so much that God loves everyone just as much as He loves you? Like, why does yeah. it upset you that He doesn't love you more than everybody else? Right. And again, I think it it, it all comes down to then later, she, the when before this character dies. At the last minute, she tries to bury herself she in the sand. Starts so the sun digging a hole. Her. Yeah, it's yeah. It was a because she looks over at the sheriff who's who's praying with his son, um, doing his Muslim prayer, and then he falls over and dies because she has shot him. Yeah. Um, he had said a some when he was talking to his son earlier because his son starts getting interested uh, in in going to the church because the whole community is buzzing about it and he wants to belong. Um, and in a you know he he doesn't have the same uh, hangups. We learned that his dad like joined the force after nine eleven and then became very disillusioned when it became clear that they were just using him to spy on Americans. Um, it, it, there's a whole thing there, but. So yeah. his son ends up joining the uh, church, but he's having a conversation with his son um, ab- about religion and looking for God. And, and and he's basically trying to convince his son that whatever miracles the church is offering aren't miracles. They're, that's Because he's like, that's not how God works. And then he explains uh, how his wife, uh, his son's mother, died from uh, pancreatic cancer, I believe. Yeah. Um, you know, basically as a way to illustrate, like, I can't believe in miracles because why would he allow this to happen and, and then, like, pick somebody else? So that, that just isn't the way it works. It's not magic. It's, you know, it's faith. But he has a line where he talks about how... Oh, wait, no, that... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm mixing up two scenes. But he's he's telling the same story, essentially, later on to a different character. But he talks about the idea of how the cancer robbed his wife of her dignity at the end. And, like... Right. And he talks about trying to preserve dignity for his family and his son when he moved to the small town to take the sheriff's posting. And so like in that scene where it's him and Bev on, they're both on the beach waiting for the sunrise and he's praying with his son, he's meeting his death with dignity. Um, and then she, and she is, is, is clawing at the dirt and sobbing. <laughs> like, it's like because, very undignified. Yeah. It's the other aspect of why people would f- like her would fear death. Yeah. Which is that she also knows she did bad. Yeah. She, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like in the eyes of God, she, by her rules, yeah. uh, she ain't going up there. Probably so not. like. Yeah, so it's this last-minute realization of just pure fear. Because at this point, she's not only done bad things, but she's led people to do bad things. Mm -hmm. Because the aspect we haven't talked about is the fact that once you turn, they really push the thirst aspect, which ties into the fact that um, one of the characters is going through AA. They tie a little bit of addiction into this, Mm -hmm. um, where once you're a vampire, you can't help yourself. So there's parts 
later when once they all drink the poison or some of them do they wake up and then there's other people in the in the church the the evil lady has ordered the doors locked so they just feast on everybody else um and then those people turn whether they wanted to or not yeah and then those people are starving so there's parts later where everybody someone's crying and they're like i think i ate my wife uh stuff like that where like if you don't if they didn't drink They've, this this lady's created a system that she thinks is very smart, which is that if you weren't going to communion, you weren't drinking the blood. So once you're eaten, you're not getting back up if you haven't gone to church. So it's like this judgment, this revelation. And that's where her and the priest ultimately diverge. When basically the priest gets shot in the face. Uh, all this shit goes down in the last episode. She burns down the whole town except for one building because she knows that once the sun shows up, it's going to kill anybody in the sun. So she gets rid of all the shelter and she is like, only this, you know, the chosen people will be in this building. And the priest is like, no, everybody should be welcome in that building. And that's how they div- d- like, that's how they're able to make that difference where the priest who you would assume, like, I think the biggest twist is that the priest isn't really the villain. He is and he isn't. He he, he tried to do a good thing that what he thought was a good thing. Yeah, he's 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 the villain or the antagonist, but he's yeah, he means well. He's not evil. He's not evil. Uh and when he realizes that her version of it is not the same as his, that's when he's just like, oh, fuck this. Yeah, and that um, also causes him to realize that the whole thing was fucked. Like, he, he yeah. realizes at the end that he was super wrong to bring yeah. this thing to this town. Because there's another detail is that there's an old lady in town who's the uh, uh, mother of the town doctor. Um, the town doctor who is, um, and this was one of the things that gives off the twist. She's gay and she's uh in a relationship where she's dating another woman and the priest is staring at her at the picnic and she's like he's staring at me just like the old priest used to and i was like yeah that's because he's the old priest um and she's like i always felt like he knew like he knew that she was gay Mm -hmm. the reveal is that she's absolutely his love child yeah she's his daughter Uh, yeah which is a great that was the only thing i didn't see coming because they hit it on another thing and that's why he's staring at her because it's his daughter um, and so you find out that his mother, who is de-aging because he's personally giving her communion in bed, uh, you find out that they were lovers and he was mostly doing it for her. And she de-ages all the way to his age. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's you basically realize like he's just an old man yeah. who re- has a lot of regrets in his life. Yeah. And at the, that was a great conversation where he's talking to the mother who was elderly and she's like we were supposed to fade away we had our shot yeah that's the way it works yeah yeah it wasn't what we wanted maybe but that was it uh and and so it's that aspect of it he was just he's trying to cheat death he just wants he was old he didn't want to die yet he regretted his life so like they do a really good job at showing all the aspects of why someone fears or doesn't want to die Mm -hmm. yeah uh, because it's not all the same thing and everybody has their own motives and that's r- really cool. I thought, yeah, no, it, it does. I mean, all his, 
All of uh, his shows so far, Flanagan shows so far, have been these big ensemble pieces with uh, a pretty big cast of uh, well fleshed out characters, and this is the yeah. same. And so there's there's probably a main cast of I don't know ten characters, and they all are are pretty well realized, and they all represent like like you were saying different aspects of of death and what they think about death and why why or why they why they don't want to die or you know it's right it's man it's good it's and a real it's good, good show um I, show... I also oh go what what oh no uh, i was just gonna say where it all culminates to mm-hmm. which is the point yeah. but what were you gonna say i was also gonna talk a little bit about the ending um in in, in relation to its biblical themes all yeah. of the villains are undone specifically by vanity. Like yeah, the, yeah. the priest, his whole plan is vanity, right? Because he, he wants to cheat death for a personal reason, but also he thinks he can help his community. And he think he basically takes it upon himself to interpret what he believes is the will of God. And, and he's, I'm going to, I'm going to usher in this miracle because that's what I think this vampire is. So he tries with his own will to, to subvert the natural law, which is, you know, that's, that's vanity. Um, the, uh, Bev, the evil lady burns down half of the Island because she's like, well, fuck them. The fire won't spread to, to our half of the Island. And this way we can smoke them all out. But what she doesn't, factor in is that the people they haven't rounded up yet are burning their side of the islands right so at the end when um they finally burn down the shelter the church that they were planning on moving into and she's like well we got to go somewhere else and like the handyman's like you burned it all bev there's nowhere to go yeah and they burn the boat so they can't get off Mm -hmm. that all right that said i get well i had one more thing okay and that's the vampire itself do you remember how she beats yes. how the vampire yes. itself gets beat? Is we see a couple of times that the vampire is so bestial and so like deathless, like it is so ancient uh, that it does not consider anything a threat. Like these kids stumble upon it in its in its in this house that it's squatting in on the island and doesn't give a fuck about them. It's just sitting there eating something. It's, and well, I was the point where they're like literally shooting it and it's just like swatting his hand at them. He's like, go away. Yeah. Well it's it's not just that. It's that the hunger is so great yeah. that that it can't focus on anything else. It actually quite reminds me of my cat when she like she does this thing where she sticks her face in my armpit. Uh, and like drools and does the little bacon biscuits uh, thing and like she cannot be bothered by anything when she's doing that um, it's that it's almost in a trance mm-hmm. like the it's like so focused um, yeah and I know what you're getting at which is that that's what is used basically she he, the demon is feasting on somebody and she cuts his wings like so it f- busily and steadily cuts its yeah. wings apart so that it can't make it back to the mainland before sunrises. And they they try to make it um uh uh open ended as to whether or not it dies, but it totally dies. Right. No, the last line of the show is I can't feel my legs. I can't feel my legs. Which means that which vampire's is dead. The, yeah, which yep. is said by the girl, which is actually um really important because those two kids uh, would totally become vampires yes. when they die if yeah. that doesn't happen. Yeah. Only two kids basically uh, survive. Yes. 
the girl who gets healed who's paralyzed and like the little brother of the guy the the drunk driving yeah one of the main characters yeah yeah so anyways i was just connecting that to like the the vampire didn't conceive that these people would be able to hurt him and that's what eventually that's what kills it yep you're right it's all vanity Mm -hmm. it's there's also i mean this is something this is another like kind of like having to just as be like okay they haven't heard of vampires I found it hard to believe there wasn't any shelter left, but it's like, all right, fine. Like, fine, whatever. You know, like, they're saying there isn't any shelter. That's the point. Well, you can't make a basement in an island like that. Um, no, it just feels like, you know, find some fucking bushes. Yeah, or like a, big a bridge tarp. to crouch under, some yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, so, uh, but... That's what it all culminates is so basically everything gets burnt down and she's turned the entire island into vampires uh, and then the sun's going to come up. Yep. And so it's all these people who've been fearing death uh, or not fearing death, who've just had their various views of death having to at once face their own mini revelations. Um, yeah. And everybody on, on the island has to sit there for like, I don't know, 10 minutes mm-hmm. and just decide what to do with the fact that they know it's the end some of them sing the titanic theme (laughs) yep uh nearer my god to thee yeah there it is that's the one that the The band played on the titanic Titanic. as it was singing there's no other song associated with titanic i know Um, but if they had started belting out my heart will go on holy (laughs) fuck that would have been so amazing yeah um and so they also find that like for example the main character's mom and dad um who is um I didn't recognize her, but he is uh, you know, the dad and E.T. Yeah, no, I said e. her. I didn't recognize. Um, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I, I, I didn't recognize her as well either. Yeah, they they don't feast like they get the hunger, but they have this moment where he's like, and I think they're not the only ones where they're like, I don't think it's I don't think you have to. I think these people have a choice. They're like, I'm really hungry. Yeah. But I'm not going to do it. Right. And we've seen um, that the that the the priest has has hung in there for a long time without killing anybody yeah. and eating them. Yeah, I mean he ate somebody. He didn't kill him. Yeah, eventually. He but he suckled at that, his brain blood. At that point he'd been hanging on for like weeks. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. Yeah. So it's like clearly it is... like you can control it if you want to. Right. And that was a lot of what like the the movie Thirst is about. Which is like that, What at what point when you become a vampire do you become a servant of hell? Is it the vampirism or is it what it causes you to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what is the morality there? Because if you haven't chosen to be a vampire, it's not your fault. Uh, so they deal with that a lot, where like people feeling immense guilt and then knowing it's the end. Uh, and then how people deal with that the dignity dying with dignity mm-hmm. um and it's just like a, there's two episodes that are banging the one where the guy becomes a vampire and he's just sitting and talking to the priest and the priest is logicking his way into convincing he's really him. rationalizing it yeah yeah and that was just a brilliantly written scene uh scene yeah in that episode um where he's talking about the idea of how when he finally ate someone he didn't feel guilty and god took that guilt from him mm-hmm. um which i assume that's alluding to the vampirism right is that it's just making them 
they they they're like animals, right? They just don't yeah. feel that. Yeah, I assume the more you eat, the closer you'll become to that bat creature thing. Yeah, where you just lose all humanity and you're just yeah. a, a uh, an animal. Right, and then the last episode, which is just yeah, the revelations, literally named revelations, where they're just dealing with that. It's called uh, it's called revelation. The episode, because the the book the book of the Bible is singular. Yeah, they wrote it wrong, Tom. The Bible? Yeah, I mean, yes, obviously. Yeah, they did, <laughs> clearly they that was that was written wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, not just that title, I guess, but yeah, yeah mainly that the, title. the entirety. Um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, I I I I would agree. I really like the one the 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 third episode where it's the priest and confessional and he's reciting. He's basically telling us the story of what happened to him in Jerusalem. Uh, oh, okay. And it, that, that episode is pretty dope. Yeah, I like that one. With the woodcuts, um, the different woodcut pictures. Oh, that was well done. Yeah. But as people can tell, the thing we're not talking about really are the scares, because it really doesn't go for scares. It actually felt like the scares were obligatory. Like Flanagan was like, I better put some scares in this. Because, so we have... The the guy who the drunk driver who kills a woman he keeps you probably see in the trailer every night he goes to bed he just sees her staring at him and that's a great looking it's not even it's not a ghost it's a memory yeah it's just um, the idea of this is what he takes to bed with him every night yeah it's the last thing he saw of her this young woman he didn't know um uh and then there's a couple of vampire scares mm-hmm. when it's like sneaking in the windows and stuff. That's about it. Yeah, there's not much. Uh, there really isn't much. And I'm not I'm not just talking about jump scares. I'm I'm more talking about like the the visual aspect of horror. Mhm. There's tension, but not a lot of um yeah, there's not a lot of like real horror moments. Yeah, it's more the bat creature is it's it's for me it's more conceptual. It's more like mm-hmm. Uh, what a mind fuck. Yeah. Um, it's more about the themes and like, like I said, there, there's tension, but there's not like, there's not a whole lot of moments that are, that are use the visual language of horror, I guess is the way to, yeah. to say it. There's a couple like when he lures that, like when the vampire lures that kid into the house, that's pretty sweet. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah it's a good scene. Um, yeah. And, but that's like really kind of the only horror scene. It's, it's one of like a very small handful Here's, here's, all right. What I imagine, and I've seen this like talked about on the internet in a good way, mm-hmm. but I could see this being something that would annoy people if this isn't their cup of tea. It's a lot of Mike Flanagan writing uh, small manifestos and then giving them to characters to say, you know what I mean? It's a lot of monologues. There, and, and it's a lot of people being like, here's what I think death is. And then they go on this big, and I liked it because everything they said was very interesting and well done. Yes. And that it was relevant. Like I, yes, I, I would have, it would have in- irritated me more if the story was forced to be able to include those monologues and they're not, they yes. felt very natural. Yeah, no one's talking about what they call a whopper in France. Yeah. It's it's all it's all very and it's not it doesn't feel like Mike Flanagan's ego getting in the way or anything. It is it's just the way he writes. Um the other shows had that too. This is probably the most heavy it's been of like we're going to have a monologue 
and it's going to be meaty and it's going to be great. And you're right. It's always relevant mm-hmm. and it's the kind of the point of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so it works, I thought, pretty darn well. It also works particularly well because most of them are delivered by the priest. Um, yeah. And, and that's what priests are there for. Yeah. And specifically the actor Hamish Linklater plays him, um, is fucking captivating. Like, I don't know if yes. you had the same response to him, but every time he was on screen, I was like leaning forward. He's fucking he great in this. Was Well, he does. Oh God. He's so good. Cause he's playing it like a priest. Um, if that makes sense. And he's playing it like a cool priest, but not like a priest trying to be cool. He's playing it like a priest that is actually cool. Yeah. Like, like I liked him. Yes. That was what was good about that character is I, he was charismatic. When he was doing the AA meetings, he's mm-hmm. really natural. His, he whole wasn't, per, his whole performance is, inc- it's, that's the main thing that I flagged about it. It's, it's yeah. very natural. Like it's so. It's, it's layered. Yeah. yeah. It's like, he felt like. It's like it's two things on top because to be a priest, you're essentially a performer when you're a priest. Kind of. Um, and um, well, I'm sure there's it's there's a lot of parallels. You're a public speaker. You have to say stuff. Yeah. Um, you're genuine. You're supposed to be inspirational. So you can see him turning on mm-hmm. in that sense. But that's the character turning on so there was layers of how the character spoke in any given situation Mm -hmm. he was very soft-spoken in some he was very natural in others it was like yeah he's trying to put on this attitude he's being the orator right now yeah or he's being very patient with people he they they do a thing basically what they're spelling out is that he is a good priest or rather he was a good priest in his life Mm -hmm. like he's very a good good person like he was a good man but I, I just mean in the sense that like mm-hmm. a priest is also can be a therapist and yeah, can be yeah. an advisor. And and he's very good at what he does. And then on top of that, there's all this other stuff he has to deal with. And then him getting wrapped into this lie. Uh, he is, they make him feel, it feels like he is a victim of the vampire ultimately. Yeah. Um, it's, uh Yeah. It's it's fucking great. Everybody's good in this, but he is stealing the show. He's he's like the real standout. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, the woman who plays Bev is very good. The villain. You know? Did you recognize her from yes, Hill House? Stephen's wife in Hill House. Yeah. yeah. In both, she has the ability to be sinister because she mm-hmm. gets a sinister scene. So I, that she was she was great. Um, she's a bit of a caricature. A She's little a bit, bit of but a not woman in the mist. A you know, little bit. People... Uh, I didn't get. It could have gone real far, uh, like real over the top. And I don't. Well, she doesn't quite hit that ever. As we're learning more and more in politics, people are caricatures. Yes. Uh, and so she is. They do a, a great scene that's supposed to make your blood boil where there's a PTA meeting where she has been handing out Bibles Mm -hmm. and she argues why she should continue. And half of the PTA applauds her and it's like, Oh fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Like they do a good, again, they do a good job where it's like, they don't just have like, like they have people who believe in the Bible in the dogma who aren't bad. Uh, who understand that it's still ultimately about compassion and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so they don't, they, yeah, they don't do the thing where it's like spirituality is good, but the Bible's bad. Um, and again, I'm not, I'm not a religious person at all, but I was flagging that early because it was like, what are you going to do with this? And it's almost like Mike Flanagan knows like that's too much of a cliche. Yeah. Now. It's too, it's, it would be, I think it would ruin what he was trying to say to go in that direction. Yeah. But it is still, she is the bad apple that spoils. She, the she's yeah. still, she is she's the, the bad guy. <laughs> She's the lady in the mist. Like, she is the fanatic who then drives the, a group of people to follow her mm-hmm. into, into the abyss. Um, but they just have more time with her, uh, it, too. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. She has a lot more time to be fleshed out, so they don't need to lean so hard on tropes and, and caricatures. Because uh, yeah. uh, that's Marsha Gay Hard in the mist. She's killing it, too, but, like... She is. This, she this just is has less time. They have a lot more room for, to allow the character to be more nuanced and more realistic, a uh, more realistic version of this person. Like a lot of people have met this person. Yeah. <laughs> that said, I do wish they spent a, they they toned her down a little bit. I would have liked being surprised by her being. You know what I mean? Because ultimately, the moment you meet her, you know what she is. Like the moment I saw her, I was like, "Oh no, yeah. oh, you're a real <laughs> asshole, huh?" Yeah. yeah, and so I, I think it would have been fun to get her a little more. Like they, like they had that room. There was like the fact that he heals that little girl at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's a great idea because they basically make it so that everybody loves him, and they make the little girl's family in on it early, and like they're more sympathetic versions of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I she, think they, I would have she was meant to represent that uh, a lot of things, but like she sees this as an opportunity for her to be even more powerful and be the center of attention. Cause it's clear that she's always wanted to be a priest or the center of attention or just be the boss, have all the power, be in control. Like that's what appeals to her about religion is getting to say that she's better than everybody else. Right. And it's almost like, Part of me, part of me is like, I would have liked to see that ambition done in a more, like less, she's less of a snake, less of a a clear evil, but that at the same time, it's important to have someone like that because there are people like that. Yep. That's an aspect of religion. And that's, that's what, uh, yeah, again, it's, it's what this is all about in the comparison of religion to vampirism is it's a dogmatic system uh, where there's, you know. It's passed on, there's ritual, and people ultimately are attracted to it because of that fear of the unknown that we are all given at birth, that fear of death. And it's, it's about all the different ways people take advantage of that or, mm-hmm. or people don't take advantage of that. So it's important to have her as a character. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, it's a tricky character to have. And it's, I think Mike Flanagan knew that. Yes. And I think... This, I think this pulls it off um, almost as well as it could have been done. Like I, I, yeah. I don't. I certainly probably couldn't have done it any better. Uh, no, yeah, same here. She, it's she's done really well. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure what the solution is, or even if she is a problem. Yeah, I don't think she. Um, I don't think she really is a problem. Like I was. It's. I was paying sorry. very close. Just to echo what you were saying, I was also paying very close attention to this character for the same reason. Where I was like, "Oh, this this could go very. This kind of character could go very wrong." Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, more and I, and she of like. I don't think. Yeah, I think it's the cultural, 
it's it's the stuff around that character it's the fact that we know that character already Mm -hmm. it's more that it's not it's not her in this thing again everybody does a great job she's well written they show her vulnerable at the end you actually pity her by the end or at least i did a little Um, bit yeah pity her she's still horrible right but it's like, still and i like you pity the darkness inside of her that she's clearly has um and and you know where she's coming from it's more of just that since she is a cultural cliche mm-hmm. she sticks out a little i also appreciate that kind of her comeuppance isn't what you might necessarily expect because like for instance, um, in Silent Hill, which is a film that is nowhere near the quality oh, of this, yeah. But uh, Alice Kirg in that plays a sim- the same character, but like the over the top camp version. Yes, and then her death is the over top camp yes, version. Yeah, and she is uh, massacred uh, through the vagina by a barbed wire. Yep. Um, so you're expecting the comeuppance of this character to be extreme i hope you're not expecting it to be you know as uh, misogynistic it's... and sexually violent as silent hill was but like you're right. expecting it to be extreme and i really appreciate that her comeuppance is just comes in the form of seeing her abandon all pretense and all dignity and just claw desperately at the ground trying to dig a hole to hide in from the sun like that's yeah, her that's it, her comeuppance it was good even that was on the line for me and it was still good but like oh, I thought it was very is, satisfying. Oh, oh, that's that's what I mean is yeah. that we we want satisfaction. Yeah. Um He's and still I making think a movie, actually, you know, it's still a story. Yeah, that, exactly. That's a bad instinct I think in humans. Yeah. And so it's it's that thing of like yeah, if they had blown her up or like done something where someone mm-hmm. calls her a name and shoots her and yeah. kicks her into a wood chipper, it'd been like that's appealing to the wrong thing. Right. The fact that she dies as an equal to everybody else and everybody does show her compassion, they just say, you know, fuck you. And yeah, everybody they just, leave. just they just abandon her. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody is just wandering around. Well, um, it's it's not even that they abandon her. It's that they they're like, well, no, they just all go. They do all their go own to thing. do their own things. Or I want to go be with my loved ones. I want to find some some solace in my last moments on Earth. And she's just got nothing. Yeah. Because she yeah, spent her people, whole they... life looking down on everybody, and you know, separating exactly. herself as being above everybody else. And then at the end, she ends up right next to the sheriff she hated so much. Uh, and he gets to die with dignity with his family, with his son, and she's sitting there fucking digging a hole for herself like a like a rodent. Right. Uh, it's, um, it's, it, it's awesome. <laughs> it shows it shows the true meaning of karma, where like they even have the guys who are lonely who are just like, you want to go die together? And it's like, sure, man. Um, yeah. It, and in the sense that karma, we, we love the idea that someone who'd done bad to us gets something horrible happened to him. It's but the, the reality the is that religion too. Sorry, yeah. Yes, exactly. It's why we love religion. It's one of the few times that I wish there was a hell is when I look at a politician like Mitch McConnell and I'm right, like, you're like Man, I, know I wish you there was can. a hell. I know you're never going to go to jail or see any kind of justice here. So boy, I hope there's a hell. <laughs> right, and that's where. <laughs> and I will see to, you there, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> exactly. I will. I will see you in hell, but I'll have a better seat than you. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, but on it, but what karma comes down to is the idea of if someone is m- mean, if someone does bad in their life, 
it ultimately creates a life for them that is bad. Yeah. They're miserable. Yeah. Someone like Mitch McConnell probably has a lot of sadness and anger in him, uh, a lot of gripping to power, a lot of negativity that makes his life already a living hell. And mm-hmm. so that's what I think he's tapping into here yes. uh-huh. is that her karma is she has to live with herself. She has to die with herself. That's the world she created for herself where there's nobody yeah, around her who cares about her. No one wants to deal with her and she's afraid. Uh, and that's, it's great. It's more like when I, when I said it was on the line, it was like, I almost didn't need the digging. It was like just showing her pure fear, but, I, I get why he did that. It's yeah, funny. I th- well, and I think... <laughs> it, was, it was a fun detail. It was like, yeah, ah, I think she's trying to dig. Yeah. The dignity also ties it... I mean, the dignity. The digging also ties it back to the idea of dignity. And yeah. Yes. And, no, no. Yeah. You, you made it way more awesome when you pointed out the dignity thing. Oh, I didn't yeah. even catch that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so the dignity, that, that ties it all together in a nice bow. Yeah. Where it's so, that, oh, yeah, he died with dignity and she's right there doing the opposite. That's so, perfect. Yeah, even as the audience is, is feeling sad and mourning this character that they like and feeling upset that, ah, oh, of, of all the people, like, she had to be the one that, that, shoot, that kills the sheriff. That sucks. But then, like, you right. see what happens to her and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. And everybody dies. And everybody dies. In, the, so, in yeah. this and in real life. But like, yeah, especially in this. Um, and that's the idea. Like, he, that's one of the things that like, yeah. you know, it, it, uh, it, the whole thing takes place at Easter. You know, it's, it's like a, we mentioned up top, it's, it's entwining vampire mythology with the resurrection story from the Bible. So at like Good Friday, they have the mass where they're doing the ashes on everybody's forehead. And he's telling everybody that thing that you get told when you go to church yeah, on ash, right? which d- involves we will become ash yeah and it's like, like from ash we came and to ash we will all return or something like that and and like Ry- was... riley throws it in the priest's face again later and yeah that's kind of how it had to end was to be like well, yeah. we're all gonna die there's no cheating this that's the shit that was like oh mike flanning you smart little motherfucker yeah he's great like, they and do the... they literally turn into ash mm-hmm. and he plants Fuck. the seed with that fucking rat poison where you're like well i i wonder I guess that rat poison story was just to show us that Bev was cruel. Oh no, it definitely yeah. ties into the ending. <laughs> yeah, he can, he knows how to tell a story. So some of this stuff, it's like, eh, it's not revolutionary. But like the Ash stuff, it was. And again, it's like I've seen vampirism tied to religion. It, it is created from that. I've never seen such a beautiful essay on that link. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's perfect. It's uh, it's so. It, it's, it's just got all the things. It's very, very well done. Did you did you spot Mike Flanagan in the Jerusalem scene? No. He's uh he's w- in the- Yeah, he's the priest that helps the old priest up when he stumbles in the Jerusalem Aww. flashback. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, it's Mike Flanagan. Good for him. Yep. And of course his wife is in this. Yeah, Kate um, Siegel plays Aaron. Kate Siegel. She's <laughs> she's in like I, all she's always stuff. great. Yeah, yeah. It's she's not, always great. It's never like a case of, oh, he's put his you know, it's she's only in this because she's no, married no, to him. She's, no, she's she's a, an actress. She, she's really good, yeah. If you've not yeah. if you've not seen Hush, she's fucking incredible in it. Yeah. No, no, I, I would put her in everything too. Like yeah, it's exactly. just like yeah, what a great resource you have. She can't say no. Yeah. She's gonna she's gonna have to be in your stuff. That's yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, good, yeah, it's uh, like, yeah, he puts Henry Thomas in everything, too. He's not married to Henry Thomas. Like, yeah. He just finds actors that he likes and that are good. And then he puts them in his things. Yeah, and I like seeing them in all this. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's nice to see everybody, like the doctors, Annabeth Gish. Uh, yeah, who? Th- this is what I, here's what I love about this shit. 
it's why I like any anthology th- series that keeps using the same cast is you get to see them like really flex. You get to be different they, kinds of characters. Yeah. She was the she was the Dudley. Uh, right, the doctor. She was the, yeah. She was one of the du- uh, Mrs. Dudley. The other Hill House, and Mr. Yeah. Dudley is in this as well. Yeah, he is. Uh, and he's great in this too. He's very. Uh, he's got a heartbreaking story, but yeah, he's very good. Yes. Well, but does he? Because ultimately, uh, he dies pure. Yeah, and he got. <laughs> he, he was forgiven. Like the little girl forgave yeah. him for paralyzing her. Yeah, he actually finds redemption, uh-huh. and then. He dies, and it's like, oh, that's a shame. And then a few episodes later, you're like, yeah, probably for the best. Yeah, honestly. he made it out pretty, pretty well, <laughs> yeah. considering. Yeah, yeah, he died. He died better. He got his, he got his blood juices sucked. But I mean, yeah, you know, these um, things happen. I appreciated that uh, one of the characters has an X Files poster hanging up in their room because you know, of course, Annabeth okay, Gish was so- on the X Files. <laughs> His fucking room was basically my room. He had a seven poster and a, I think just a Scully poster. Yeah, it's an X Files Scully poster. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, okay, because the idea is he went to jail, and he's been in jail for a while, and he's been away from home, so they kept his room the same. So it's just like he was a '90s kid, and yeah, X Files seven, and there was one other thing. There's a um, there's a bunch of. He's got a bunch of uh, Stephen King and Christopher Bike books on his bookshelf, which is, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. obviously, because Flanagan is, both has made Stephen King Rock stories, hard. and then I think also one of the books was literally Salem's Lot, um, and then oh, yeah. he's making the Christopher Pike anthology series that comes out, I yeah. think, next year on Netflix. But I, th- yeah, I think he had one other poster, but it doesn't matter. It was, it was very... That was fun. Seven also ties to the themes mm-hmm. of it. The X-Files kind of does, but because uh, honestly, on, on, on the supernatural scare, scale, it's more like the X-Files. Um, it's the kind of supernatural where it's like, like we've already talked about, the afterlife is intangible still, mm-hmm. but there are monsters. Um, there are, you know, fucking vampires. Yep. Walking around in people clothes. Yeah. I love they didn't put funny. shoes on though. He was still barefoot when he was wearing the people clothes. Yeah. It's like I'm not putting things on my ha- fucking feet. He had a hat at one point, mm-hmm. didn't he? He did. He looked like yeah, he looked like a fucking he looked like Raphael on the street. Yeah, yeah. He looked like Raphael going to turtle. see critters. <laughs> yeah, he had that trench coat. Yeah. Like he had it was very funny. And then again, when he's it's it I I love this from the vampire point of view, where you know the vampire's just like, just be quiet. This guy's doing all the work for me. Yeah. He's sitting, like when they're when they're at the church and the vampire's sitting there in the robe, you 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 know the vampire's thinking like, Man, <laughs> I got away with this shit. Yeah, I can't like, believe shit, I got away with this shit. This was so fucking easy. I just gotta yeah. stand up here and make big arms. I can make big yeah. arms. I can make big <laughs> arms all night long. <laughs> I'm gonna turn all these assholes into vampires. Yeah, it's man. gonna be fucking sweet. I'm gonna eat like half of these people. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Um, it's all it's like it's like a fucking it's it's like a romantic comedy where he's just assuming an identity where it's just like at the very start he's like an angel and the vampire's like don't correct him just mm-hmm. let's see just how get roll with let's it see how long i can ride this yeah this is <laughs> the while you were sleeping of, of of vampire stories yeah where he's just he's like okay he's gonna bring me home he's gonna bring me home to meet the rest this is great i like that in the first episode as well i, I think this is a you know we're we're, we're running you know we're probably yeah, getting close yeah, to the end but I'm, i did want to talk about this is um there's a way that uh mike flanagan 
teases you a little bit uh if especially if you're familiar with with vampire stories like he puts a lot of stuff in that first episode like there's two different characters um riley and uh, the priest where he shows two different scenes where they are coming to somebody's house and they stop right at the threshold and just wait there uh but they don't say can i come in or anything in those scenes they just kind of wait there and then it cuts uh to them already inside so if you're like watching as a horror fan you immediately flag that kind of shit where you're like oh fuck i think they might be vampires um and then there's another scene in that first episode where it shows the priest coming over to the uh island on the ferry and in his uh room he drags in this uh this uh uh, chest this big uh steamer trunk and then you hear a knock on it from the inside and he knocks back and that's a reference to let the let the right one in yeah this is going back to why in the first episode I was like vampire because it, I realized it for the wrong reasons. When Riley has to be invited in, I was like, is he a vampire? And then the priest showed up. And then when I realized he was the old priest, I was like, oh, he's the vampire. Yeah. Um, and again, they're not they're not trying yet because if you're a horror fan, the knocking thing is like screaming vampire. Yeah. Uh, if you've seen Let the Right One In, you're like, oh, I know exactly. Yeah, he's got a vampire in that box. Yeah, the priest saw Let the Right One In and was like, oh, I got a cool thing I can do with this vampire. Well, and yeah, and then at the, I think toward the end of that episode, you see him sitting there reading and the trunk is open and you can see there's dirt in the bottom of it. So if, again, if you're a horror fan, you're like, oh, that's a fucking vampire. Yeah. I could have used a What We Do in the Shadows reference somewhere in here, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, this is great. This is a great addition to vampire like it's cinema. V- it's very good. It's very good. Again, it's it's for me. It's kind of what we talked about with her. Um, not hereditary. Um, uh, what's the other one we just did? Fuck, malignant. Malignant. Um, a, a movie I didn't really like, but it's it's that's another thing where it's like it's not the twist, it's the execution. Mm-hmm. And this is the same thing in a completely different way. Yeah. But it's the same where it's like you figure out what's happening and then you're still shocked by the end because you're like, wow, you fucking nailed that. Um, Very good. Very good. Yeah. I think this might be. This might be his best work, uh, but it's not my favorite, if that makes sense. I think it's his cleanest. Yeah. I just like ghosts more. That's fair. I think, yeah, I think Hill House was just mm, beautiful. Hill House is the uh, shit. Yeah, but I do think this is this might be even better constructed. Um, the only like, as as Bruce Willis would call it, shuffa, as in like the extra stuff that it's like I don't know if you needed that is the dead the dead girl ghost. Um, that felt almost obligatory, where it was like I need something ghost like. Mm-hmm. Um but it's still great like you know yeah it's all it's all it's all good um yeah i have nothing else yeah i mean there's a lot to talk about but like (laughs) we don't want this to be a three-hour podcast so yeah yeah i feel like we went all over the place but i i hope that people didn't listen to this having not seen it yeah um yeah uh yeah fucking good it's uh good as shit Great, great way to kick good off whole shit. spoopy season. Yeah, very good spoopy, spoopy starts. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for uh, listening, everybody. Yeah. 
Uh, we, uh, I don't know, we have a Patreon. If people are interested, they can oh. go to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. Uh, for $5 a month, you get exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, mm-hmm. Star Trek The Next Futurama. Mm. Those are all exclusive for an extra $10, as in just 10 whole dollars, not $10 on top. Uh, we watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. We sure do, uh, we've Dave. been We've been watching them Final Destinations lately. Uh, but I don't know what we're watching this next Friday. We'll see. Probably yeah. something spoopy. Yeah, I'm sure it will be uh, the spoopiest. Um, we also yeah. have a store. Head over to GameFullyUnemployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of uh, cool original artwork and designs for t-shirts, uh, stickers, mugs, posters, all kinds of stuff. So uh, check it out. Mm-hmm. Check it out, you you beautiful you beautiful jamokes. Yeah, and you know, you're no, you're probably not going to find a screeching bat person. Probably you could, not. You could let a regular bat bite you and drink its blood, and maybe that'll turn you into a vampire. So maybe do that. Ah, oh, I mean, yeah, that's that's just good advice. Yeah, that's just no, good advice uh, to to tuck away in your in your in, under your hat. <laughs> No downsides. Under your little wide brim hat that you let a vampire wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> I'm sorry. One last thing before you leave. That that first night when the Riley spots the vampire wearing the trench coat and the hat outside and he goes and chases it. And it's oh, it's yeah. like it's like running away from him, uh, like bent over to the point where it's almost loping away from him. It was it's like I'd stop chasing whatever that was. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, if I don't want to catch up you to that a, fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. Maybe don't. Yeah, maybe, uh, uh, maybe turn around. T- <laughs> maybe yeah, let that thing go. It's kind of Riley's problem. Motherfucker. It's nosy. Yeah. Nosy. You know, nosy. Nosy bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mind your own beeswax, Riley. Yeah, let the vampire be. Yeah. Let him do his he's, vampire business. Yeah, he's not hurting anybody. 